0: dot acom My guest tonight is the co-founder of Microsoft and one of the world's leading philanthropists through his work at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Please welcome, Bill Gates. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Great to be here. Good to see you again and uh, congratulations on all the work that you've been doing. I've always wanted to know, how do you go from being the richest man in the world and not chasing what everyone thinks they would chase, which is like the yachts and going, oh no, I'm (laughs) gonna end malaria. That's what I want with my money.
2: Well, um, my wife and I talked a lot about where this money could go back and have the biggest impact. And uh, uh, one of the big areas we picked is is health, global health, uh, making sure that a lot less children die, and big diseases like HIV get cured. Right, and the... the
0: <laughs> And the foundation has been part of some amazing work around the globe. Just looking at the work that you've done, would you say that the world is in a better place? Not just because of what you've done, but, uh, but the world as a
2: whole. Do you think the world is in a better place than it's been maybe 20, 30 years ago? Oh, absolutely. It's... It's stunning how, whether it's literacy or less workplace accidents, child children dying under five, uh, violence as a whole, the world's improving, and you know our role uh, is to take where that's been done really well and right. accelerate a little bit, get some scientists to come up with breakthroughs uh, more quickly. But that framework that things are basically working uh, and. Uh, you know even poor countries now have longer life expectancies than the very richest country had just 100 years ago uh- I, I'm surprised that you know, people aren't aware of that as kind of the baseline of, of where we are. But how, how can we say that things are getting better when it
0: seems like things are getting worse? You, you, you see it on the news, you're seeing Syria, you're seeing the refugee crisis, you're on Twitter, you're, you're reading all of these stories, Myanmar with the Rohingya, it feels like things are getting worse or they haven't been this bad
2: before. That's right, people are no more today about the bad things going on in the world. And I'm, I'm not making light of those things at all. We right. still have uh, five million children a year die before the, the age of five. It used to be 12 million 25 years ago. Right. Uh, so getting from 12 to five, pretty spectacular. But now we have to feel terrible about that. So we cut it to 2.5 and uh, even less. Uh, partly it's the nature of news. News, if you improve slowly but surely, you get vaccines out, less kids are dying. What day is it a headline? Uh, it, it just, you know, that that idea that seven million less per year are dying, it's not going to get coverage because it's not, it, there's no photograph of, you know, the grave with no child or something. Right, right. Uh, and also, people are always aging and so they have this perspective that okay when i was young and energetic things were better and so there's this bias about okay the world was wonderful still i'm i am surprised and i'm actually trying to get the word out so that people say okay because of progress let's go see where we did it best and and do even better how
0: do you how do you then keep people inspired and motivated to do good things because on the one hand you say Trevor, I need your help, we need to fight malaria, and we need to think of ways to get young <laughs> girls into school around the world. Uh, and on the other hand, you go, things are better than ever
2: before. And then I go, well, so do you need my help or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, if, if if we're comparing over time, uh, you might think, oh, we could be complacent. But the beauty of this is that our tolerance for children dying, our tolerance for violence, uh, mistreating uh, race or, or women, uh, our tolerance for that has gone down. So if you look at Life Magazine from when I was growing up, they'd have pictures of men spanking women and saying, you know, she bought the wrong coffee, uh, you know, buy this coffee in Wait, your that, that was on a magazine? That was in Life Magazine, which was a very mainstream, you know, on the family coffee wow. table type magazine. And it was considered okay. Uh, now we'd look at that and say, you know, that belongs in some S&M uh, location, <laughs> uh, not, <laughs> in a coffee app. Right. Uh, so our sensitivity, uh, and that—that that is a great thing. The fact that it's taboo, you know, that men don't duel, we don't drown witches. Uh, you know, we think of slavery as, uh, you know, a, a completely awful thing. Except in Charlottesville, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> the- <laughs> There there are setbacks. I mean, let me be clear. Right, it's right, not right. a, you know, just steadily decreasing. So HIV came along, right. you know, big setback. Civil wars, like in Syria, you know, terrible setback. Uh, you know, I'm working on trying to get polio eradicated. And, you know, now in the, the Syria Civil War, we have cases and it's very tough to, to get the vaccines out when you have that kind of uh, violence. Now, some people would say,
0: Bill Gates, you have billions of dollars. Why don't you just fix it all yourself? Just because, I mean, you want to do it. Just pay the money and fix the things. But it's surprising to find out that it
2: takes a lot more money than even you have to fix these problems. That's right. Uh, I'm super lucky. Uh, Warren Buffett has uh, given a lot of his wealth to our foundation. Right. You know, I had the success of Microsoft. But even so, what we spend uh, is about an eighth, as much in helping poor countries as the U.S. government spends, and so uh, you know all the governments of the world are the key for HIV medicine or all this aid. Uh, you know it's less than one percent of the U.S. budget uh, to help you know ninety-five percent of the world's people right. uh, with all of their their top problems. But that's the big money, and so making sure that people know that it's working, and so they're willing to say that 1% should be preserved, uh, that's a, a key fight. If an American says, Bill, why <laughs> should Americans pay for the problems of another
0: country, why should Americans even give that 1% of our budget away? It's, it's not, it's an American,
2: it's American money, it's not an American problem. Well, you know, I, my top response would be a humanitarian one is that we're all in this together. If for a small amount of money you can help uh, uh, get a vaccine, a 10 cent vaccine for measles out to kids, you should want to do that. But even if you take a very US centric view that you don't want pandemics sweeping uh, across the world and coming here, you don't want instability so that we have to spend a hundred times as much sending our army in, uh, You know, which sometimes we have to do that. Right. If you can give the aid money and make life there better, not have mass refugees uh, who, you know, fleeing a country is not a, an attractive thing. If we can lift up those countries, which we have a history of uh, places like India and Brazil are now very self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. South Korea uh, got aid. Now they've turned around. They're a, a very generous aid giver. You know, I can defend that 1%. Right. Uh, if, if it was 10%, okay, and then you're starting to trade off against tough problems here. But at that level, You know, we should feel great about it. And I'm lucky I get to go and see the impact of of that that U.S. spending. Let me ask you this before I, uh,
0: yeah. Before I let you go. I I just wanted to find out, how do you, so how do you get a billionaire to give you all of their (laughs) money? Like, I mean. (laughs) You say Warren Buffett gave you his money and there's many other billionaires who are like, yeah, take, take my money. Like just mm. say, <clears throat> hypothetically, let's say I wanted to get a billionaire yeah. to give me all of their money. How, how do I go about, like, how do you start the conversation? Like, how do you? Well, it,
2: in fact, they're not giving it to me. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I mean <laughs> but they're giving it. It's true. Uh, you know, it, when you have that degree of success, you're not really talking about personal deprivation right uh, you know a little bit you have to decide if you're trying to start an aristocratic dynasty you know so that all the money uh, you know stays in your family and hey that's okay you're free to do that but I think uh, when you're that successful ideally you'd pick a disease you'd pick a cause uh, and I think you'd get a lot of fulfillment and so uh, I've been amazed Americans are very generous. We have more big philanthropists than any other country. Other countries uh, like China and India are, are you know hopeful that the same uh, tradition develops. And you know people are nice. Uh, you know some people uh, don't like to think about their death I and mean, when you say, okay, you're going to have to give it away because uh, you can't take it with you, it does force them to think about how much they are giving to their kids right. and that they won't live forever. So I won't say it's an easy topic to bring up, but I, I think it's, it's great for people to give it more thought. Well, I'm glad you've agreed to give it to me. Thank you so much. Hey. Thank
0: you so much. You're, You're welcome. welcome. To keep up on this man's amazing work, please visit gatesnotes.com. Bill Gates, everybody.